All right, uh, we're live. Well, uh, welcome to the Two Dudes Running Podcast. Uh, I'm Samuel Gerstenbacher, your co-host. I'm Christopher Myers. And uh, yeah, welcome to the final podcast of 2021, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long ride. It's been great. Yeah, um, a lot of interesting things have happened this year, and that's kind of what we want to jump into today and just kind of cover, um, you know, obviously as runners, we're kind of immersed in the running culture. And thanks to like Sidious Mag and, and other organizations, there's definitely a lot of uh, publicity around really key performances, but there's been a lot that has happened this year. So yeah, we're going to kind of dive into that today. So uh, top three running yeah. performances of the year. Yeah. I have Are a few honorable mentions myself. A few, Just A few honorable mentions? Yeah. You can't, oh, okay. in my opinion, you can't totally disregard all... Uh, all performances you got to give some a little credence here and there so i didn't realize we were cheating <laughs> you gotta draw your line in the sand somewhere okay okay um so where do would we... you like to start oh yeah yeah sure so how, how should we do this do i just uh, throw out one of my what yeah, i you... think yeah yeah i i don't have a distinct like number one two three like ranked uh okay. i could I kind of have a light preference, but really it's just like my top three. Okay. So I'm going to start with, this is probably my number three. Um, Elliot Kipchoge <laughs> defending his gold medal yeah. in Tokyo. Only happened two other times before. I forget the one guy's name, but the other one is Frank Shorter. Oh, yeah. It is not the German guy. He was doping. Yeah. He was clearly doping. No, he sucks. Yeah. Um, so Elliot Kipchoge defends his gold medal. Pretty stellar performance. Yeah. Destroys the field, drops a 14.28 5K at 30K into the race. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. Beats everyone by 70 seconds. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but what happened here that has never happened before, it's a five-year cycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was 2016 to 2021. Everyone was saying that Elliot Kipchoge was going to be too old to win this back in 2016. Mm-hmm. He proved the haters wrong. That's why I put him at my number three. Mm-hmm. I will I will say it's a soft number three, though. Yeah. I could be persuaded other way. Um, no, I, I think that's a good one. I He was on my top three as well. Okay. I would say he was probably my number three, and again, a soft three. I think it's a soft three for me because like, he's the GOAT, right? So yeah. it's like... Of course, anytime he's like on and ready to go, it's going to be a hell of a, a show. But it really was. I mean, when we were watching that, we were watching it here, you, Courtney, and I. And, you know, we were both a little nervous, like probably halfway through, just like, mm-hmm. you know, he still hasn't moved yet. Like, I guess it's still early, but like, you know, it wasn't super did fast. He, did he miss a bottle or something? He, he definitely yeah. did. He definitely did. Um, and he had trouble on almost missed like another one. So it was like yeah. kind of all over the place. But yeah, I mean, when he dropped that move, it was like, it looked like, I don't know. It looked like a senior in college racing, a good senior in college racing, like freshman. Yeah. Like they just had no idea how to react. Yeah. And different league. And another point is like, he wasn't just racing scrubs here. Right. Like Lawrence Chirono was oh, in this race. Yeah. Like Boston marathon winner. I think also Chicago marathon winner and yeah. second place in Valencia this year. <laughs> That's yeah. serious credentials. Yeah. And 
just made a joke out of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, and yeah, because like everyone expects Kipchoge to win, it's sort of just like it gets glossed yeah. over potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I still put him on there, but yeah. yeah, I just think the sheer dominant nature of the performance was just like it was absurd. It was. It was. <laughs> um. Okay, I can I can toss out another. Um, I'm almost positive you don't have this one. Uh, this one is a very strong. Like this is 100% a top three of mine. Athens moves. Uh, what? Athens <laughs> <laughs> moves Olympic 800. I think that was a top three performance of the year. I mean, she okay. set the American record. Which she may have set at the trials and then broke again. But either way, she set the American record. She is now eighth all time, like in the world, in the 800. Eighth all time? Yeah. Which there are four performances from Eastern Europeans from the Iron Curtain era, from like um, the late 70s and early 80s, which are 100% dope, were dope to the gills. Yeah. And like I totally do discredit those and don't count those mm-hmm. as there's very often ample evidence for like to discount a lot of those types of performances from people from those countries. Um, so really she's like fourth all time as I think she was 18. I think she is 18 at the time or 19 or something. I think, uh, 19, 19. Oh, right. Cause she did do a freshman year at A&T. Yeah. So she was 19 years old. First of all, not to mention the credentials and the absolute just crazy dominant like performance, but the fact that she did it as a first time like Olympian and everything like that, like that is crazy pressure. And no matter how talented you are, you have to have like a mentality of steel to get through that. And it's a very tactical event as well. Like yeah. I guess we saw Clayton Murphy get right. trapped in the back. Yeah. So totally just like Yeah. Yeah. Eh. I'll I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's very good. It's very impressive. I, I have to admit that I haven't really looked into it that much. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... I will say it was not that it wasn't expected. Not that everyone was saying she was going to win, but after the trials, it was like, holy... Sh-. Like, she is one of the fastest right now, like, in the world, for sure. If yeah. not the fastest. I forget what she was ranked going in. But just the fact that she still pulled it out, like, and ran even faster, it was just like, oh my god. Yeah, like... And I guess if we're talking about, like, things that we wouldn't have expected to happen at the beginning of the year, like, her winning the gold medal, like, yeah. did, was anyone predicting that? I, I mean, I she know. had run some absurd, like, 600 yeah. in indoor, but, like, it was still just, like, yeah, she's incredibly fit right now, and it, an amazing talent, but, like, that's the thing, when you get to the upper echelon mm-hmm. of the sport, you never know, like, yeah. somebody could just have a great day, and because they're all incredible athletes, like, Somebody just comes out on top. Yeah, that 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 is a really good performance. <laughs> See, now I'm gonna move on to my my number yeah, two. Yeah. And my point here is is it was a really great performance, but it was only one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I have Safan Hassan. Okay. Num- my number two. Double gold and a bronze. 10,000, 5,000 gold, 1,500 meter bronze. Yeah. No one has ever attempted the triple before. Yeah, that's absurd. It was... And I, I don't even know. I don't know. Six races in nine days, 90 degree heat. Um, 
it takes down the world record holder, Latezin Bet Oh, yeah, yeah. In the 10,000. Oh, my 000, God. I remember that, yeah. Was, was Gide in the 5,000? I can't remember. I but don't remember. Anyway, so just absolutely insane. Loses yeah. to Faith Kipiegon and. I think, Laura Muir, was it? I think, yeah, it was. I, I'm not really sure. I think um, Laura might have gotten silver. Yes, yes, you're right. Okay. Um, so it was just absolutely insane performance. Um, and two gold medals and a bronze. Six I mean, that is. Coming away with hardware like that from Olympics in track and field, we're not talking swimming like, or gymnastics. Like, track and field distance running. Like, you don't come away with medals like that from a single Olympics. Like, nobody yeah. ever has, right? Like, in distance I mean, running? Yeah, not even just like Usain Bolt. What did he? I don't know. I mean, but he, like, he would rack up like the 4x1, 100, 200. But yeah. that's it. There's no 4x2 at the Olympics. So he would, he would only, quote, rack up three. But, yeah. And that's absurd yeah. for a sprinter. And yeah, it was. And now you have like prelims in the distance events. I guess you do in the sprints too, but, but it's, it's not. It's not the same. Yeah. And Running a 5K prelim. <laughs> yeah, like the closest thing I'm thinking of is like Mo Farah's yeah. double gold. Yeah. Like that, that was, I mean, yeah, both the times he did it, it was absurd, but yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, I I definitely agree that that was a crazy, crazy performance. Bless Alberto. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. Yeah, praise Um, God. Fortunately, he has been banned from the sport. Oh, yeah. Moment of silence. Okay, yeah. I, I definitely... I see your perspective on that, and I can't say that I... I didn't list that. It's not on my sheet as an honorable mention. I kept it to three. But that certainly is like, I can't. There are not many performances or groups of performances that were better than that in 2021. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to come up with a top five running performances here. Yeah, yeah, technically. Um, Okay, so I'll I'll toss out um, my third like top performance that would be Carson Warholm's 400-meter hurdles uh, from the Olympics. I think the fact that he was so incredibly on this season, like, granted, like, you have, like, the whole hot hand, right? I think, like, Cole Hawker is, like, a great example of that, too. Like, just good race, stellar performance, just repeatedly, mm-hmm. to the point to where you're like, this has happened, they've raced so well, like, eight times in a row, they're not going to have a bad race. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like, if you're on like that, like, it's just, you're just going to keep riding that wave. Um, and he, Karsten, did that so well. Um, I I don't know. Running a world record and just winning in the way he did. I mean, he attacked that race like nothing I've ever seen. And Rye Benjamin, honestly, that was one of the... I The heartbreak that Rye Benjamin showed after that race was... Nothing short of, like, like that is what you want your competitors to be like. Like, you want your competitor to be like, I did everything right, and he still fucking beat me. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> it. Like, that's it. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, like, and I love, like, Ryan Benjamin is, like, honestly one of my favorite sprinters to, like, root for, like, mm-hmm. worldwide, like, not just U.S. But, like, the fact that he just tried to go after Warholm and he just denied him, 
and just performed first person ever under 46 only person ever under 46 yeah and just broke his world record again that he had set like a month before or something like i mean it's just like it was just absurd and and ryan benjamin broke yes his he, he broke he yeah, broke yeah. the american record and what would have been the world record <laughs> all right and so my my counter to this my soft counter okay is uh so in that race the 400 meter hurdles yeah this uh world record the 46.78 that kevin young set yeah in 1992 stood for whatever 29 years yeah 29 years why three people break it in one race <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think i mean there's a bunch of different reasons potential reasons but i think the biggest thing is and it happens in distance races too like we kind of saw in the 1500 like in tokyo like there's so many fast people that like it just was like no matter how the race was run it was bound to be fast even if it was a hard negative split they got it from the gun whatever it was just so much talent and i feel like that's kind of how the 400 hurdles went this year there was enough guys that were really fit and, and it was, like, truly competitive. Yeah, and they all wanted it. Like, Ryan Benjamin, like, I don't know if you've seen the video of his interview afterwards, but he, like, literally started crying. Yeah, like, he, he was, like, talking to his family. Yeah, they, like, brought his family on, and he, like, started choking up, and he was just, like, he literally said something along the lines of, like, I did everything I could. Like, I thought I was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, like, I just thought. Like, I, it, I felt it. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like when you have multiple people like that in a race, which isn't always guaranteed, obviously, even at that level, like, you're bound to have some absurd performances. Yeah, I think um, the reason why this was lower on my radar is just because, like, people haven't been paying attention to the 400-meter hurdles that much, like, recently. Like, yeah. like the 2016 Olympics, like, I don't... I mean, especially, like, really in America, I feel like a yeah. lot of people, like, Sydney McLaughlin kind of, like, yeah. started making people pay attention. Yeah, and so I think there was, like, a transition to that. Yeah. I never really caught on, so... Um, steeple guy thing maybe <laughs> steeple guy thing uh so yeah it was i mean it was really cool breaking 46 um and running what is it like carson warholm is running as fast in the 400 meter hurdles as the british dudes are in the open 400 i think yeah something like that yeah apparently the uk is pretty mad about that <laughs> um so yeah it was that that was a great performance um i think Maybe if I had known or paid attention more beforehand, I would have appreciated it more when it happened. Um, but okay. yeah. so I, I think that's probably where my bias is coming from. I just like, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool race when I, I went back and watched it and I was doing all the research for this. <laughs> he ripped his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, total animal <laughs> yeah um so then i have uh for my i i just have to definitive number one okay latez and bet yeah half marathon world record yeah Mm-mm. i got some stats for this <laughs> so Gide runs 
half marathon at Valencia, sets a world record. She, with that performance, is now the world record holder in the 5,000 meters, 10,000 meters, 15K, and half marathon. It's incredible. <laughs> and here are my reasoning for this being number one. When you compare it to other performances and other world records, it stands out as maybe the best world record for a woman or man. And so the way that I'm doing this- Just relative to like other records and things like that. So Jonathan Galt from Let's Run put together a very nice uh, little spreadsheet here. Shout out Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, and here he has the world record and then the number two performer. Okay. And he compares the percent difference between them. Gotcha. And so we got like the men's marathon, the Kipchoge, 201.39, Bekele, Bekele, whatever, 201.41, 0.03% difference. Um, you have the men's half, um, that one changed. Um, men's 1500, 326.00, 326.34, 0.17% difference. The third biggest difference between a world record is a women's marathon, which is 214.04 to 215.25, which is a 1.01% difference. The next now is the women's half marathon. Hmm. With sixty two fifty two and sixty three fifty one, that sixty three fifty one was run in the race. So, she's wait really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so she's okay. a minute faster than anyone else has ever been in that. And event. it happened at the exact same time. Yeah, and that difference is one point five six percent. The only one higher is, oh, goodness, am I gonna mess this up? Who has the women's steeple world record? I don't know who it is. I don't know the name. Crucify me. <laughs> uh, but anyway. It's not Kip Yegon. I like Faith I want Kip Yegon? No, I, she's a fifteen hundred meter runner. Beatrice yes. Shepkoet. Yes, Beatrice. Yeah. Okay. They have she, those really like I don't want to say adorable names, but they are kind of adorable. <laughs> Faith Beatrice. It's like old women names. Yeah, and so there, there is a 1.61% difference between those world records. And so when you compare this, yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest, or it's one of the best world record performances ever, I think. And maybe just a little bit, and it's just a little bit behind the women's steeple. So that's why I have it at my number one. Um... You could counter that and say, well, where's her gold medal? <laughs> <laughs> Asks uh, Hassan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it wasn't done in an Olympic race, but... I mean, uh, no, it doesn't. I don't... I just happen to... I mean, I just think, naturally, the Olympics, like, a lot of amazing performances come from them. Yeah. Same way with, like, world champs and all that. But no, I mean, that... When I saw that result, I, like... It was one of the few race results that I saw, I, I, that I've ever seen, that really, like, took me a step back. And mm-hmm. even when I 
thought about it like later that day and the next day and stuff like that it, it still doesn't make any more sense especially now that i've like run halves like two yeah. officially like and like run what i think to be fairly well at least for myself like the fact that she just like blew that out of the water yeah like i i don't know and like yeah like you said one by a minute in that own in her in that race alone yeah i think um for reference i think 6252 is about three minutes per kilometer or 448 per mile um which is like 15 minute 5k pace um she was within nine seconds of her 15 i think nine seconds of her 15k yeah, record of her 15k world record and route yeah wow um wait so it was 62 what 62.52. Um, her, her 15K world record is 44.20, and she went through 15K in 44.29. I think that would have placed her halftime at U.S. Half Champs. Yeah. That would have placed, what, like, close to 10? That would have placed like ninth, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, like 8th or ninth. Yeah, I, I don't have those up, but... um. I'm almost I, positive it would have yeah. been top 10 because Frank Laura, yeah. I think, was 10th because he had a little bit of an off day. And I think he ran like it was either 62 high. I think it was 62 high. Yeah, it's so she would have been right around 10th, like U.S. men's champs. <laughs> and I guess this this uh, article was written before the half marathon champs, but it would have made her the third fastest American man of 2021. Right. Um, all time, it would rank her 89th on the U.S. men's list. That alone. That stat alone. This is from Steve Magnus on Twitter. Ahead of Olympic marathoners Ed Eyestone, Jake Riley, Dan Brown, and Mark Coogan. I remember him posting that. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's that like, really put it into perspective. She split 14.45 and 14.44 for the second and third 5K. It's... It was disgusting. <laughs> um, makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I vomited everywhere. The only reasonable explanation after all of this is that she must be doping. <laughs> uh, that's why we've brought you all here today. Yeah. Talk about the real problem in running. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I definitely agree that that even like, yeah, like doping aside, like just like simply athletically like to get a body to move that that well and that fast like that is so incredible and the range like 5k Mm -hmm. people once you're like once you're out of college and even in college you start picking up on the fact that 5k isn't really distance distance like it's Mm -hmm. a longer but like if you're good it's and if you're a good guy it's mid 14s or something Mm -hmm. like that's not a long race yeah so it's just like the fact that she can run that uh, as well as anybody ever has, and then go up to a race that's an hour, a little bit over. Like that is, that's crazy impressive. Yeah. <laughs> to be world class at. Um, I think also on the, IAAF or World Athletics, uh, tables, this half marathon performance. Like if she was a guy, and everything, a sixty-two fifty-two would, um be comparable to a 211 marathon which is three minutes faster than the women's world record right like it's 
Nothing kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, that is immensely different. And, yeah, so pretty much the reason why I put her up there was just because of comparing it to the other world records. It just... Yeah. It was up. It was high. Um, the only one that was above it was the 3,000-meter uh, steeple. But... No, I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think the real question here is... <sighs> What could Karsten Warholm run for an 800? <laughs> yes, yeah. First, uh, the world's first sub-140. <laughs> <laughs> See, he has a long, like, loping stride, right? It's powerful as hell, yeah. Yeah. It, like, I was surprised when I watched it. Like, Rye Benjamin is, like, very quick. He has the turnover. And he's, yeah, Rye, Rye runs really tall. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you kind of have to if you're a good 400-meter hurdler. But, yeah, his... Karsten, I think, has a much, like, longer, stronger stride. Yeah. Just based on, like, cadence and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. He, it would be disgusting, though. It would be something, if he, meaning if he actually trained a little bit for it, like, some longer stuff. Yeah. Even just for, like, a month. Like, just did, like, a few longer interval sessions. Probably be able to just crush one. He'd probably run, like, sub-150, which doesn't sound crazy fast, but, like, that would be crazy hard for a guy like him, I would think. Yeah. Obviously, he's incredibly talented, but, like, 800's a lot different than four. <laughs> yeah. Even with is. hurdles. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, half marathon to marathon. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that would be really interesting. Because uh, Rye... I, I want to see Rye Benjamin and Karsten Warholm compete in an 800-meter race. Yeah. Rye Benjamin, just given his build, I feel like he could just... I feel like he could be so good. He's so light on his feet. I don't know. Not that uh, Warholm couldn't, but I don't know. Rye Benjamin in the 800, that kind of scares me. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? I want to see more, like, meme events racing. I want to see them in a steeple. Yes. (laughs) Like a 2K steeple? Something like stupid. 2K steeple, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get them in the uh, Millersville High School racing. (laughs) Ryan Benjamin just stepping on hurdles and God. <laughs> no, I think no, I, I think it would be kind of good for the sport, but the problem is like a lot of pro runners don't they're not incentivized to do races like that. Yeah. They're only incentivized to like race incredibly well, which means stay in your lane kind of thing and do what you're best at. Sub elite yeah. the sub elite area is really only where you see people go from like ten K down to like fifteen hundred and like swap around. Yeah. As you like build up pro level, it's like, oh, you're a miler. Yeah. Do a few 1500s, maybe a 5K, and then like that's it. I think um, one of the big disappointments from this year, go- sort of going off that, is that uh, Sydney McLaughlin only racing like three times or something. Yeah, I know. And one of them was like a US meet or something. Yeah. Right? It, she like barely raced at all. I- yeah, I know. That I that bothered me. I she might have posted something about that. I don't recall. Okay. I, I don't know if she like addressed it in any like dramatic mm-hmm. way, but I think I, I thought I remember her saying that like or in an interview maybe, like coming into the Olympics, you know, I didn't know you know, I knew I was fit, but like, you know, I because I didn't race a ton, you know, it's just whatever. Like muscle memory came back. Um yeah, I I would love to see people racing more. Not mm-hmm. necessarily like I understand that's not for everyone. Ten K runners probably shouldn't be running know twice a month for 
their five month build up to like the trials or something like that. But mm-hmm. especially sprinters, like I don't know why not. But then again, I don't know that much about sprinting, so yeah. Um, should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah. All right. So, so what do we have as our as our top six? Should we just uh, go th- down through it, summarize it? Yeah. So we have Elliot Kipchoge, uh, men's marathon from the Olympics, which is a unanimous favorite between both of (laughs) us. Um, Then I personally have Carson Moore, Holmes, 400-meter hurdles, world record, and gold from Tokyo. And I have Athing Moose, 800. um, I don't think I'm pronouncing that wrong, but (laughs) 800 gold and American record and eighth all-time from the Olympics. Um, and then I have Safan Hassan, double gold in a bronze, and Matezin Gide half marathon world record. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's our, I guess, technically top five. Um, yeah, top five. And yeah, looking forward to 2022 and more elite performances. Lots of exciting things coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully you found this somewhat enjoyable and Uh insightful um yeah tune in for episode two all right bye